0: Welcome back to the Angel Investors Access Show. On this series, we talk to startups, angel investors, VC firms, mentors, coaches, and stakeholders that play a part in the Australian entrepreneurial ecosystem. Proudly brought to you by C2 Angels, helping build a community of like-minded, aspiring angel investors right across Australia and beyond. Have you booked your angel opportunity investment discovery session yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Become an angel investor today and visit C2Angels.com. And now let's head to the next episode and join me with our special guest. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Angel Investors Access with your host, Brandon Burns from C2 Angels. I'm excited for today's episode because I've got a guest joining me all the way from New Delhi in India. It's investor, founder and entrepreneur, Neeraj Tiagi. How are you?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm good. And thank you for having me here on this show. This is a pretty popular show and I think a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of audience from India are looking forward to this. Yeah.
0: Excellent, mate. Well, it's, thr- it's a thrill to have you on the show. The first thing we do to paint a picture for our listener who's either driving or on the treadmill exercising, we love to okay. give them an insight into what a typical day in the life of Neeraj Tiyagi looks like. So maybe if you okay. were to cast your mind back to pre-COVID, what did a yeah. typical day in the life look like?
1: Okay. So uh, just to give you a background, um, I'm also basically apart from my own personal angel investments, I'm also uh, a managing partner with India's leading angel investor network called Venture Catalyst and so my my day is basically ha- is is like switching basically these two roles where I personally curating few startup deals I'm talking to a lot of founders okay right from the early morning we start getting into those calls so I think that's the best day on you start your day like talking to some very exciting founders. But uh, during the day and throughout the day, in fact, actually, it's like 70% of the time is like uh, meeting with the, with the founder. Okay, that's, that's the core. Um, and then, uh, yes, there are a lot of like uh, investment deals, the co-founders, uh, who are the co-investors basically who are investing with us. So just to give you a perspective, uh, Venture Catalyst has funded around 100 startups in the last four years in India. And we are, last three years consecutively, we are topping the Indian early stage investment charts. And uh, last year, 2019, uh, we were named as a global top 10, uh, among the global top 10 early stage investors by Crunchbase. Okay. So Fantastic. we made, yeah, so we made, we made almost uh, 48 investments last year. Uh, so you can, you can now imagine it's like, it's more than one deal per week. So that's the kind of inflow that, that we, are, we are getting. So the whole yeah. day is, uh, is, is uh, as we speak, basically, the core team understand that 90% of our time or 90% of our job actually is to find the right talent. I think that's, that's the most important piece of our, of our day and job and day by day, week on week. So, it's, so we, we, we make sure that we reach out to the maximum okay, uh, founders uh, through all kind of mediums. Pre-COVID, it was more of uh, online and offline was pretty balanced. So we were uh, we were going to a lot of uh boot camps, okay, the seminars, the workshops, okay. All those events where uh, we could we could find okay, the right set of people. And then making ourselves very, very available and open actually to all these guys so that they can reach out to us, share their stages, uh, okay, on what on on which they are right now. And Whichever way we can help these guys. So on an average, in a month, we used to get around thousand pitch decks. Okay, and yeah, and 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 we were we were basically curating around say hundred of them. So which is ten percent of them. And our team basically, the core team and the mentors team that we have. So we have right now five thousand odd angel investors part of our uh, community in India and outside India. So our job is to. To at least like engage on a serious level with at least ten percent of the guys. Okay, so hundred odd startups every month we were engaging at different levels, and from there we were trying to close at least like four deals in a month. So that's the that's the like routine that we were following. Yeah.
0: Wow, you've got your hands full. So you yeah, mentioned I mean, a couple of things that are really important for our listener. There, you mentioned yeah. the importance of finding good talent, and yeah. you mentioned um, the importance of. Um, Being able to invest quickly and easily to be able to move on to the next opportunity So um, and as we speak I know I've got to get you off this call in a short amount of time because you've got a meeting regarding an investment What I'd love to hear from you is in your role as entrepreneur founder investor What's one key thing you've implemented into your daily routine that gives you some five ten percent additional productivity?
1: Okay so um i think it's a it's a community network effect that we try to utilize okay within our work okay so that really helps so like for example uh it's uh, so the 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 core team that we have so the structure of the organization is like this that we have around 15 people okay at the core at the top and then uh there are like around 15 more that we have as a as a team of analysts and uh, okay the deal sourcing team uh so around 30 odd people, but we cannot do all the work ourselves. So what we do is basically we try to use the network effect of our community. Okay. So all these founders who have, we have already funded, we use them in, in terms of like deal selections and talking to the new founders that we are, we are getting engaged and even the investor network that we have. So we try to, uh, try to rope in those guys also. Like for example, if Brendan is expert in say AI. So the moment we, we get into a conversation and we spot a talent, I try to kind of like immediately rope in you, okay, in the deal and I'll, I'll basically pass on that, okay, the, those founders to you and you have say a couple of meetings with them and I think your feedback becomes important for me. So my productivity increases the moment my community start participating in my job, which is selecting and curating the deal. So a lot of our uh, founders are actively involved in the, in the, in the deal selection in referrals in, in meetings with the founders and validating those guys. So all my job. Becomes basically much much easier and much more productive. So I I can basically then take decisions quickly and faster based on my Immediate community the founders, the mentors the investors mm-hmm. who, are, who are part of us Basically, I think that's how So it's, I'm using my community to kind of like increase my productivity.
0: You're a master delegator. I like that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay,
0: so given you do so much and you operate yeah. at such a fast pace It sounds like in India where you are the pace is just extreme and it's a huge market, as you've as you've outlined. Yeah, yeah. I want to understand from you what's been one key mistake or challenge that you faced along the journey that's actually become a really good blessing and lesson.
1: So, uh, actually, is the is the opposite of this? Okay, the opposite of delegation is what we were trying to do initially. Okay, we we're trying to kind of like control the entire decision making process ourselves. Okay, and that that lead basically to some of the mistakes that we did because. I cannot judge all the deals and all the opportunities myself. It's very, very difficult. Okay, So initially what we have done, like we have invested in, in on a personal level. Also, I invested in a couple of uh, startups where I was not the the authority in that space. OK, it was just the initial excitement of the entire like proposition that made me to make that investment. And that is something that I learned from there, that it's, it's always good to have a collective wisdom when you are actually selecting a deal okay so just send that opportunity to a couple of more people okay let's let's basically take their feedback also on that and i think if you make a decision on that basis it really works so I, uh, and and this works basically beyond the investment okay stage also because investing in a, in a company is basically one of the milestones okay so it's an important one okay and you do all kind of due diligence and validation and research when you are you are looking at one of the opportunities and post that at some point of time i mean you you take a okay the big decision to invest but the actual journey starts post that okay post the investments you need uh, uh, to bring in lot many values okay to the startup uh, not just the money and i think that's where uh, again uh, the whole community network effect works okay so if you have involve a couple of more people, your friends and other co-investors and, and other angels in the decision-making process itself. And virtue of that, if some of those guys have onboarded into that deal, then what happens basically, then you have very like-minded people, okay, okay apart from you, who, who, are, who are basically then there, okay. So it's, it's again, basically, then say, for example, if somebody is raising, say, uh, a small check of, say, 300K to start with, and you are like participating only 20% of this. But you bring along, say, five more people who are co-investing with you. And now those guys along with you then started helping the startup, okay. So the post-investment journey of where you actually like working very actively with the, with the founders and trying to build basically a, a good sustainable company and trying to help them in, in all, all means possible. There again, it helps, okay. So I think important what we have learned is that do not uh, do not take decision just based on your own expertise try to bring in more people and i think on our early stage investments i think you should also encourage your founders also to bring as many people okay and even if it is coming on a very small check please do that because a lot of founders feel that okay you now beyond this level i will not accept a check and we tell them what See, money is one thing, okay. But even if you're accepting and opening and allowing, even the people basically who are coming, because a lot of first-time investors find it really difficult to put a large commitment in a in a deal. So it works both ways, okay. So we tell them you you accept, you need to accept basically these smaller checks. Also, bring these more and more people, okay, into into the uh, into the system. And I think then everybody is is a free resource for you. Imagine, I mean, there is a skin in the game, they they already invested in you, and then they're opening their own network and community and knowledge. So I think it works. So I think community uh, approach in decision making, I think is the best learning that I've gone through. Excellent. Okay, so if
0: you were to cast your mind back to when you first started on your angel investment journey, can you let me know some of the key things that you've Mm -hmm. learned now in time that help you to make a yes, no decision quickly and effectively. Because a lot of angel investors listening are considering getting into this, but they don't know how much or little they can spend. They don't really know how to uh, size up a founder or an opportunity or a pitch deck quickly. And a lot Mm -hmm. of them worry about um, saying no on a potential opportunity and then regretting missing out. So I'm keen to hear Mm -hmm. how you've crafted a way to make decisions quickly and move forward
1: yeah yeah sure sure so uh see a couple of the very uh traditional fundamental about investments which is uh and that that holds true for all kind of investments is uh, do not put basically all the eggs in one bucket is is basically one of the things that you need to kind of like spread your investment whatever you have allocated for this asset class like for example if you're thinking of angel investments think think it like a 12 month budget that you want to allocate to this asset class. Okay so whatever is your budget okay uh, it may be as small as uh, just say 100000 dollars okay but just spread that 100000 dollars basically across uh, 7 to 8 deals so do not invest more than say 5000 dollars check or a 10000 dollars check to start with and then try to basically learn from different founders because once you start investing try to also be very active in the startup building process okay and during the process you will learn basically okay that uh, the initial matrix and the initial basically the excitement or or the reasons on which basically you have made your decision, how that basically is translating into a real like uh, a company. Uh, Is the founder really able to, uh, to deliver on those promises? Okay, what are the ups and downs? So through that founder's journey, you are also validating your own investment thesis that yes, on this basis, I have taken a decision and this is what has happened with this person. And if you have five such stories in front of you in the first like six to eight months, I think that will help you to kind of like fine tuning your investment thesis. And then you will know that, okay, now how much uh, things change okay, uh, once you take a decision and once basically this company starts basically using that funds and, and their journey starts. So what are the different like pitfalls, challenges? Okay, so you will, you will get to know through the journey of the investments that you have done. Uh, so that's one. Uh, the second is very important. Is that initially, uh, as an investor, also I was trying to, trying to get into a lot of things. Okay, I was concerned about the business models, the valuations. Okay, uh, the approach that the team is basically building. So all the all the good points, yes. But I think at the early stage, the most important critical factor is the team, the founders' quality. Okay, so at times uh, I've seen uh, that some of the deals were. Uh, say, for example, I was not very happy with the, or not very convinced with the business model or not convinced with the projections that they or their go-to-market strategy. And I passed that deal. Okay. And later on, later on, I find out that just because the founder's quality was so good, uh, they were able to fine-tune their business model while they were basically going ahead. So I think that's that's the most critical learning basically that I learned that Although the valuation, the business model, the strategy and all of that is important, but the most important is the, is the quality of the founders. So if you are 100% convinced with the quality of the founders and their vision and commitment, okay, then even if you're not happy with the other things, I think you can still take a chance, okay? Because business models for a early stage startup changes at least like three to four times in the first like 24 months, okay? Uh, you need to constantly pivot your product, your services, your communication to the audience, even the target audience itself, the pricing all of these will get changed okay and get improvised and I think it 's just the the quality of the founders who adapt to these changes fast and they are not sticking to basically one one agenda or one kind of approach so I think that 's the most crucial part I think back founders okay <laughs> that 's That's the the mantra. Is there one particular
0: business or founder from Australia that you admire particularly in India and that you've admired reaching the world stage that our investors and entrepreneurs listening can really um, uh, agree with?
1: So, uh, frankly speaking, I have not gone too deep into the Australian ecosystem. Some some of our
0: rock stars are Atlassian, Canva... After pay. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. 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 They, they are, they are. They are so big. Actually, there's everything to learn from them. Okay. Right from the simplicity of the product, okay, and the usability of it. And the focus on, on the product part of it. Okay, that how the customers are going to use it. I think there's something that you can learn from these great product companies. Um, so right from the day one, their entire focus is not how I want to make this product. It was always basically how my audience is going to use this product. I think that whole approach is something to learn from these like bigger companies. but uh, I'm very excited on the uh, about the early stage guys, okay, so that's my space, okay. So uh, in last one year or so, so there is a lot of like uh, interaction and engagement that we had, okay, occasionally uh, with the Australian ecosystem, and I think. And the kind of deals which is coming to us uh, they are pretty exciting. So right now, for example, I can talk about the current ones uh, that we are engaged with. so uh, there is a very exciting deal that we are looking at uh, called Grabbox. Uh, they recently partnered with uber in in Australia and they are launching uh, a mini uh, 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 basically what do you call uh, a grab box inside the car where you can make purchases okay of uh, various stuff that you can buy basically in in car. So it's an in-car purchase kind of model that they're building. It's pretty exciting, never been done. Nobody in India has done it. They have done it pretty successfully in Australia, got good good traction initially, and I think they now want to launch it in India. So yes, we are we are pretty keen on that deal. We want to help them in in, in scaling in India and also investing in them.
0: So, so, so now I have a two part question, and I'm conscious because I've got to let you go in about five minutes for your meeting. He's yeah. Um, yeah. been incredibly uh, generous for us, guys. Niraj, yeah. I want to know from you what's been the best piece of advice you've received and from who, and what's been the worst, most horrible advice you've received and from who?
1: Okay. So, so uh, the most important advice actually that I got is from my friend, and who is the founder of this network. That I I'm part of. Um, so his name is Dr. Apurva. Um, he is one person basically uh, who has been into the ecosystem for longest time in India. Uh, kind of like uh, a, a three like strong pillar of the of this community. Given unicorns and launched this company and now hundred funds that he has already made. So so one of the things basically he told me in the very early okay in my life when I, I got into the angel investment thing that. He told me that, see, it's a founder's game, okay? And we are just the cheerleaders, all of us. We are not important. The investors are not important. So don't put importance to you or the money or the network or anything. It's a founder's game, okay? So give the spotlight to your founders. I think that, that really basically was the gist of the entire investment scene. The moment you start taking the center stage, okay, and you try to grab the center stage, okay, I think you are making the wrong move. It's your founders. So put them on the stage, okay, and you okay become a cheerleader, as he said. So I think that's a pretty uh, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, pretty interesting advice, I would say. And uh, as uh, as far as verse is concerned, I think. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, maybe you've maybe you've witnessed really bad advice being given, and you've had to jump in and correct it because, uh, uh, just so you know, our audience loves. The answer to this question so we we, we're going to need you to really give us something juicy something really
1: bad (laughs) so Um, it was not a bad advice but i think it was more about the 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 approach actually to the investment thing so if your approach is actually roi driven okay if you are thinking that okay now i'm making this much money and what multiplier i will get i think if that is your approach to especially at the early stage i think that's not the right approach okay so do not focus on only on the multiplier of the money that you are getting from it, but you need to find out what are the strategic takeaways that you can get from the deal. It is not just, just the basically the, the money multiplier, okay? Because if you focus on, on, on strategic value additions and strategic takeaways from the company, like for example, um, my background is media, okay? So I'm a content person. So I have my own content company, okay? And it's been running from last 20 years. Uh, we have 150 odd people, three offices in India and everything are going fine. That that venture is pretty smooth. Uh, so one of the takeaways that he, uh, basically I could get is that wherever we are investing, we can also basically offer that services and domain and expertise actually to the start, which is a crucial in their journey in like in, in terms of like creating content and like mastering their communication strategy and promotion and all of that, So all that digital Basically, activation help is something that we can provide to them. Okay. Now that becomes a win-win for both of us. So we invest in a company, okay, and then they become your customers also for that, okay, for that business. Where initially, for the first like one year, we need to be very generous, okay, in, in helping that guy. But if he grows, then, then imagine what happens basically. If you are helping such basically 10 customers or 10 say startups in a year, those 10 customers become your lifelong customers. So it's a a great takeaway for me. And that basically, that's true for all the other guys. So the 5,000 members that we have, the investors that we have, we try to tell each one of them that do not look at only at the ROI multiplier. Think that whatever business you are doing, whatever expertise that you have, try to match that and map that with the startup, okay? You give first, okay? And then basically expect the, the return. So I think... That is something that I learned. Do not focus only on ROI. Very cool, mate. Um, I like that. All right. Well, we've
0: got more time yeah. for one more question. Maybe yeah, I'll that's, a, that's the last one. Yeah. 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 I'll throw this one to you, right? For our community, our listeners and our network watching, what is the one key thing that we can do to help collaborate and assist you on your journey?
1: See, uh, I'm a big believer. As throughout the conversation, I, I'm I'm bringing that aspect again and again. Okay, of the community factor. I think there's a lot to learn from from every new person that you interact, every new community, every new market that you get into. So Australia is is a pretty exciting, uh, say, nation, and it's a pretty exciting market. Uh, the size of the market doesn't matter. I think it's the value that that market brings on to you. So um, in last like. Uh, one, one and a half years, a lot of our founders, so that's an example I'm giving you, okay, and this holds true for Australia also. So a lot of our founders who were raising series A and series B, the large money, okay, at the later stage, they were finding it very difficult actually from some of the global funds. They were pretty excited and and interested to put money in that venture. But the fact that the, the company was basically incorporated in India that itself was basically some of them, some of those global investors were not finding it, it, it so easy to them because they were not uh, investing in India. Okay? So for them, uh, a neutral, a global uh, a city or a country where if the company kind of like gets incorporated and if they start operating from that company, that becomes easier for them. So in the last one and a half years, uh, three of our companies have got say, incorporation from India to Singapore. And just by that one single change, the whole perception about that company changed. And now they were they were, easy, they were so much basically comfortable to close the deals. So from that perspective, if you are operating and if you are partnering with, and if you are basically validating, so for example, if I somehow get into the Australian market, okay, the market could be, okay, so right now, there is one company that we funded and I have funded personally. It's into uh, supply chain automation. Okay, and they're trying to enter Australian market just for one simple reason. They have a huge market in India. They have almost 2,000 customers in India. Uh, they're doing pretty well, almost a million uh, dollars, US dollars, basically uh, GMV per month. But the whole validation is only India. The moment they go to Australia and validate that product. If Australian basically businesses adopt that product, then they become a global product then they can really claim into the international market and say that, yes, we are a global product. We are equally good in India as in Australia. So I I think that validation comes from that market. So I think Indian startups are looking from that perspective. It's it's not a big market for them. Okay. But it's a very big validator for them. It's a developed country. India has a very good relationship, basically, with the Australians. The the history goes well. Okay. And we have a lot of Indian experts. Community there to help these guys. So when they want to launch in, in Australia, so a lot of Indian expert community who wants to invest, I think they find it really easy because then they know that this company is will be operating from Australia. We can have a more uh, active role in the in the in the whole thing. And let's invest in this. So, so that's how it's like a it's a fantastic basically uh uh outcome actually of the discussions that we had with the Australian ecosystem in the last six to twelve months. Yeah. Well,
0: Neeraj Chiarg, you've been a pleasure. I'm going to have to let you run because you've got this important yeah. meeting after yeah. our call. Um, I can't wait to do this again and, and maybe do a part two so we can dive a bit deeper and talk yes. further around how our two ecosystems can better sure, collaborate. Sure, sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. What I've a been pleasure been to have you been, on the yeah. show. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Always. Thank you,
0: Neeraj. And that's all we have time for today on the Angel Investors Access Show, your series with Brandon Burns from C2 Angels. If you're thinking about becoming an angel investor and you don't know where to start, then you know exactly where to head, c2angels.com, and book your angel investment opportunity discovery session now. Until next time, I'm Brandon Burns, and I'll catch you later.